are listening to Rootbound, a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside. Got a craving for an old cucumber? Then try Pickles! This week's Rootbound sponsor, Pickles! They're old cucumbers in a jar! everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rootbound. I am the host of the podcast, and my name is Steve. Now, Rootbound is the podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside, and each week I invite a guest who joins me on the show to share with me about a plant that means something to them. Then I share with a guest about a plant that means something to me, and through this process we can all learn more about plants and learn more about each other. Now today, I want to define the word geotropism here at the start of the show because later on uh, you'll see why I'm trying to explain this word to the guest. I completely butcher it. So just to be clear what the definition of geotropism is, I'm going to explain it here at the top of the show. And that way we all know what it is, uh, except for our guest too. I'm sorry uh, that I didn't explain it well, but listen to this part and you'll you'll uh, maybe get what I was trying to explain. Geotropism is also apparently sometimes known as gravitropism, and that grava should help you understand it a little bit better. It is, according to Wikipedia, a coordinated process of differential growth by a plant in response to gravity pulling on it. Okay, sounds a little complicated. But essentially, some parts of plants grow with gravity, and some parts of plants grow against gravity. So the roots they move with gravity, and that is positive geotropism. So geotropism is with gravity, so positive geotropism is moving with gravity. Stems of plants grow up against gravity, and that is negative geotropism against gravity. And that's in shoots and, you know, trunks of trees and things like that. And interestingly, which we'll hear about later, most fruit, and that's most fruit, uh, are positively geotropic. That may not be correct, but they, they exhibit positive geotropism, meaning that they grow down with gravity. So that is the definition of geotropism. Also, shout out to Ariel Nissenblatt, who I learned this word from. Uh, listen to her episode where she tells us all about her horrible experiences with poison ivy a few episodes ago. But anyway, with that, let's meet our guest today. Reaction in living things to the change in direction of gravity is called geotropism. Plant stems show plainly the so-called negative geotropism, which makes them grow vertically away from the earth. Hi, Shelley. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Rootbound. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, do you have a plant to share with us today? I do. Uh, it's the pothos. Am I pronouncing that right, pothos? I don't know because <laughs> listeners <laughs> might know that I, as even though I have a plant podcast, I'm not a huge house plant guy. Uh, really? So I've seen I've seen it written, but I've never really gotten to a conversation about house plants. Oh, I'm like a, a, I like I like outdoor gardening. I like you know foraging, and I also like you like, but house plants are kind of new to me through this podcast. Really interesting. I really thought it would be the other way around. Um, well, you know, good thing I 
asked you instead of researching the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the plant guy will know. I, I do think it's pothos. Um, based I think on so too. YouTube. Okay, great. Yeah. I guess you could say pothos if you, but that just sounds fancy. That sounds wrong. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, audience, if it's pothos, let us yeah. know. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to say pothos, so I don't sound, you know, I'm just going to stick Good. to what I have. All right. But yeah, it's a pothos. It's the most common house plant, I think. Um, because, well, it's the one that doesn't die the most. Um, I've had quite a few houseplants. Um, I've been in apartments, so I can't really have like a garden or anything. Um, and I've, I've killed so many things, but the pothos is pretty hard to kill. Like, uh, I've had the same ones for, for like four years. Um, and I've repotted it in a couple different pots, like for the four years. And yeah, if you want to feel good about yourself, I recommend the pothos, poth gosh, pothos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, I incepted you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a weird slip. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, so is that is that why you would say if this plant is meaningful to you because you were able to grow it and not kill it? Yeah, it's a very forgiving plant. Um, I, you know, it's like you can propagate it pretty well. It's a good starter. I was like, man, I can do anything. And then I tried during like a succulent and that was really freaking hard. Um, can we curse? Um, I try to avoid things. Okay, I won't curse. Um, yeah, yeah. Frickin's good. It was really effing hard, man. Um, it was because <laughs> I'm not in. We're not in like a dry climate, but like uh, I have, I've uh, gone through a lot of plants, but th this one's pretty easy. Uh, I have like, I have a hanging one. I have one near my window, and actually, I gave like a small, a couple of cuttings to my boyfriend, and he killed it. I have no idea how you can do that, but it died. It, it died. Wow. Um, so yeah, just don't. Other than that, I've never seen it. I've seen it in like empty, like not excuse me, windowless rooms. I've seen it in windowless rooms grow. So um, yeah, highly recommend it if you want to start something. Okay, do you have cats? I do not, and I I oh. looked it up. They are toxic. <laughs> okay, that's that's my. I think um, one of the reasons why I'm not a, a houseplant guy is because oh okay these cats uh, I have uh, like to chew on on plants, and so. I have to like be really, and even if, even if they're not toxic, actually the ones that aren't toxic, I think they're more likely to destroy even more. So I, I, yeah. Really interesting. What they are like some, to just chew it up. What are some non-toxic houseplants? The, the ones that come to the top of my mind are, um, well, I don't know if succulents, I have a few succulents. Uh, and I don't know if they're toxic, but they just don't care about them. I think they don't register as a thing to uh, their okay. little kitty brains. Um, <laughs> but I had a parlor palm that they just shredded with their teeth oh, man. into like little ribbon. And now I have, um, I just got a rattlesnake plant, which are super cool. Yeah. Um, and, and they've nibbled it a little bit, but it seems to be okay. So I, maybe I'm going to lean into the Calathea genus, which is apparently what that one is. Cause they're really neat. Um, and I so far it's not no idea what you just said. <laughs> Look up rattlesnake plant. They're really cool. They have these weird patterns on their leaves. I, I just learned about this like a few weeks ago. I was at like this plant show in DC and I was like, oh, that's cool. And and Whoa. it's not toxic to 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 cats. And so I, I got one. I'll Great. talk about it more in depth on the podcast at some point. Um, yeah. when I when I feel like I've got <laughs> a little bit better. And that's different from the snake plant, like the, the normal snake plant. Yes, they are different. It's confusing. One is a rattlesnake plant and one is a snake plant. And they are like, uh, yeah, who, whoever names them decided to be confusing because the snake plant, I forget if that's toxic to cats either. Um, I don't think so. so I, guess, yeah. I mean, I, 
I guess I could get a get a, a pothos if I I've been th- thinking about trying to get into the hanging plant thing too. Like that's a whole thing. Uh, yours, some of yours are hanging. Yeah, yeah, pothos. one of mine. Are, yeah, and then they they grow beautifully. They hang down. Yeah, really good photogenic. Yeah, of your room and stuff. Very interesting. Um, did you did you ever have houseplants like this as a kid, or is this like a like an adulthood thing for you? Um, kind of both. Um, by the way, I just realized my last sentence didn't make sense. I was like, it's photogenic for your room, but it'll make your room photogenic. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, my mom is an excellent plant care. We never had pets. So that was like, so we had just like pot, pot going in the water or, uh, you know, just different, like she just had cuttings of them all around. I didn't really recognize they were pot until now, like until I got one like a couple of years ago or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, my, I've never seen my mom kill anything. And maybe it's cause she has such easy plants around. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a good trick. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, she grows stuff in the garden. That's why those hard house plants have not seen anything like go yellow or or brown or whatever. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, that I always had like plants growing up and stuff. And uh, that one, yep, that one's a staple. And I grew up in California, so I can grow there and here. Oh wow! I also yeah. spent a lot of time in California. Um, yeah, for plant stuff. Uh, San- uh, well, no, just uh, no. My my plant plant thing is kind of new for me. I I oh, um, okay. as 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 listeners will also know the show. The uh, fr- this is I haven't said this in a while, but a friend of mine said this on an episode way back. He said botany comes with age. Which is, <laughs> is, I think funny. very true. Like as 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 I gotten older, I get more and more interested in plants, and now mm-hmm. now I host a podcast about them. But yeah, I think when I lived in California, um, this was like in high school and stuff, so quite a long time ago. Um, I wasn't really that plant aware. I feel like I was like, uh, I was, I was totally oblivious to plants mostly. So we didn't own anything. So we didn't like live in our spaces. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what, uh, like what made you decide that you wanted to get plants? Like, uh, the ho- like I said, the house plants are a bit new for me. Like, like mm-hmm. when you got these pothos, what was like your drive to like decide to, uh, yeah, get plants for your space? Yeah, I think it's it's the age thing. I hit like my mid twenties, and I was like, uh, I think that this urge came in me. I think it's like a gene. And I was like, uh, look, I I really like Lowe's now, and you know, I really like Home Depot now. So I, uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, these are cool. You can do this without. I think like uh, millennials, especially like we can't afford houses, children, and I mean some can afford pets as yourself. So like plants became, I think, our thing. Which is pretty pretty sad. Um and or cool. I don't know. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Totally cool. Yeah. And my new uh my new apart I, I moved into a new apartment like the years I got these and they had a lot of sunlight and I had a balcony as well. So I just started like, you know, just um what's it what is it like? Um just compulsively buying stuff. They're not too expensive either. So um and uh within my first spurt of like buying stuff, I I tried to like throw flowers indoors and hyacinths, not knowing that it was a completely different animal and that they're like, uh, they'll like, well, they're like seasonal and all that. But the pothos was the only plant that I kept from like those years where I first, you know, had a plant phase in my mid twenties and, and still today, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very interesting. And you said you, you did mention that you have like propagated as well. That's something I was totally like foreign to me is for those propagating house plants. But I know that's like a whole, people like get really into that. Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to do that, you can definitely do that with pothos. You, what you do is you just cut like cut some leaves off, cut some stems, and then like put them in a vase of water, and then like a rooting will grow, and then you can put them in like uh, soil, and then you could like give it to a friend and and be like, dude, if you wash, if if you kill this, this is, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, 
It's like a good uh, a tr- character test. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. attentive are you? It was, it was the red flag for my boyfriend. No, I'm just kidding. We've been together for four years. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're Give him another yeah. chance. Yeah, Give another yeah. chance. I'm not giving him a plant, but like just, <laughs> ever again. That's why his are. Yeah, he gave me his because I was like, no way, no way are you taking care of those. <laughs> but That's um, funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I that was the first one. The first one for sure of my phase. Very interesting. Uh, do you have some fun facts or dazzling details about Pothos? Yeah, yeah. So they have a couple of nicknames like the Golden Pothos, Money Plant, uh, Devil's Ivy. Lucifer leaves. That last one's not real. Whoa! No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got me. I mean, Devil Devil's Ivy is, is is. I mean, I think Lucifer leaves is is. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. a better version of that. But Devil's right. Ivy. I wonder. I mean, is it because it kills cats? I mean, Mestopheles, Moss. Um, I'm trying to think of other. <laughs> <laughs> um, devil uh, Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Uh, bulb. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. thing's from hell. To, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll see shirts of them in in Target. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like well, yeah, like a hard rock. Um, yeah, like right, yeah. Death metal T-shirts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, these are some. These are some cool. So anyway, no, only some of those were real names. And then uh, I think that I don't know. I looked at it. I wasn't. Sure, I, it didn't say clearly why they're Devil's Ivy. But um, apparently, so when they're in like their native places, when they grow outdoors, they can choke out other native plants. I think that's part of it um uh. so they're really sturdy house plants that's part of why they're so like they're very very resilient um but like i uh on this thing i looked up in sri lanka um it grew it overgrew a couple of hectares in this sanctuary i'm not going to pronounce it because i can't it's i'm not going to try to because right. yep. i already can't do patha so i'm just gonna <laughs> say <laughs> sure it that's was fine a, a sanctuary in the city of candy spelled with a k um and it doesn't have any natural enemies there so it completely overgrew the forest floor as well as trunks of trees and it caused uh, severe ecological disruptions. So it's, it's like a it's like a colonizer wherever it goes, you know. Like Interesting. A, so yeah. Do you do you know where it's uh, uh, originally from? Where is it native to? Um, because there's so many different uh, species, it's it was hard to mm. pinpoint. But like, uh, it's native to, according to one source, southeastern Asia. Different sources say different locations. Some say vaguely southeast, like southeastern Asia, Solomon Islands in the South Pacific. French Polynesia. Um, anyway, we can all just agree it's not from the West. Um, and sure, uh, sure. yeah, but it sure acts like a Westerner. <laughs> Colonizes everything, <laughs> just kills everything <laughs> wherever it's not good, from. Good. Yeah, yeah, good one. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you. It, so yeah, so I guess Pothos is a genus, right? It's not one specific um, species of Pothos. There's like many Pothos. Right, species yeah. within that genus. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, they get more expensive oh. the prettier they are. I only have the golden one, the, the like the very the, the heart shaped green leaf, and um, with like the, the gold variations in that. Interesting. Uh, here's here's a fun plant fact. So I talked about this a while back. That um, when you like uh, when you like uh, raise your own like variety of a plant, <laughs> like you can basically name it whatever you want, and you can submit it to like a like official naming authority and they will like say, okay, this is a new variety of the specific species Whoa, really? and you can do whatever you, I, I don't know how hard it is, but yeah, you should do that and you should make, call it the pothos lucifer leaf. That would yeah. Be was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could, uh, how would I, um, the lucifer leaf, it would just be red uh, as long as it kills something. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, what what else you got? What other uh, fun facts and dazzling details you got about this? Uh, yeah. This. Uh, so have you have you seen like 
really big have you seen like the really long ones like the really long like viney yeah i'm sure you have i think so I, I i was trying i was getting these confused with um hoyas which I, someone told me about those the other week but no nah, dude hoyas are like... so like hoyas are su supposedly easy but i've had such a hard time like having them grow um okay so they can easily get 40 feet or more in length according to this uh plant site and and they can grow the ground cover and up trees. Uh, once the roots attach onto a tree and the plant starts climbing, the leaves will be able to reach maturity. And they the the, the leaves can grow up to like two feet long. Um, that's what Whoa. it's about. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And they start to like you know get like have like uh, holes and slits. They're called fenestrations, and I feel like you mm. would know that. Yeah, you would know that term. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I think like it's like in your like in your um. Your uh, monstera in the back. The, the, the audience, you can't see this, but there's a monstera in the back of uh, of Shelley's scene, and uh, it has those fenestrations too, those little oh, holes yeah. in the leaves. Yeah, the Swiss cheese stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, and indeed. It, yeah, and um, so I feel like, have you seen that meme of like plants? It was like uh, my house plant in my house, and it's like a really like a adorable little like Doge looking dog, and then like my and then like <laughs> the same plant outdoors, and it's like the Doge, but like really buff and stuff like. I I know that meme. I've never seen it applied especially to houseplants, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this thing, so this thing is like all powerful and then we just domesticated it and like, oh, that's cute. Let's put it like in the office, you know, shelf or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. We tamed Lucifer, man. It used to be a scary thing. And then, you know, like that's cute. All right. It goes in the bathroom because it can grow there. <laughs> oh, poor. Poor Pothos. Um, yeah, it, you know, I think that's a, that's a theme with a lot of houseplants because most houseplants are like tropical plants and it's because they grow well indoors because they're used to growing under like the tropical canopy. Right, yeah, yeah. And then their whole job is to try to like get up and get out into like above the trees, but you can't do that uh, in an apartment uh, in Washington, no. D.C. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're very uh, fast growing um, and they're very easy to propagate. Uh, and um i'm trying to see what else i put oh yeah they're climbers in nature but they don't um when they grow like they can cover the ground but they they don't grow like huge when they cover the ground they only grow like those giant leaves when they're like up trees and vining i don't know what that's about maybe it's like something with sunlight yeah yeah no that's super well that's super interesting because you kind of would almost think the opposite because you might you want big leaves when you're like right. not getting much light but that's super interesting i i like it when plants have like a different like uh styles depending on their like habitat you know this very right interesting. yeah you can't do that i mean if you're really i mean like um so i have two pothos from the same um uh, i have from the same cuttings i mean cutting from the same plant and uh there's one next to my window and there's one on the completely other side in the corner where it's hanging and the one next to the window grows way faster and there's all these really cool like variegations that are like gold and it's like it marbles a lot and it's just, mm. and the leaves are bigger too. The other one is kind of slow and it's just like a solid green, you know, but, and like, which is annoying cause you want the hanging one to grow like really quickly, but no, it's, it's much slower and it's, it's not as cool. The only, the only thing that's cool is that it's hanging. Otherwise it's just like a pale green, excuse me, like a dark green. The one next to the window has all those like cool shapes and stuff. That's super fascinating. I'm, I'm blanking on this vocabulary word that I mentioned a few episodes ago, but it, but there's a vocabulary word about when, when uh, plants like lose their color because they're not getting enough light. But, but this is a little bit opposite. I think is happening now because the plant in the corner is more green because it's probably trying to absorb more light because it's not in the, oh, yeah, the probably, light. But yeah. in the sun, it can go to these more gold colors because it actually doesn't need as much photosynthesis because it's like, that's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. And my friend was like, oh, it looks like that one's not doing well. I'm like, nah, it's marveling, idiot. Like, it's it's it's, it's, it's the opposite, dude. If yours is just greens, it's not getting enough. Well, it also doesn't need any, you know, they're like, uh, sure. Yeah, they're those, those, uh, orris plants you talked about. And, um, they often get, uh, mistaken for philodendrons. Mm. I don't know. That I don't know what those are. <laughs> I don't, I don't either, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Might have mispronounced it too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good to me i mean i've I've heard that word before i think so yeah but uh let me let me look it up actually see i mean i feel like uh i can i can spot them now are are you like that too or um now i can like recognize apothos quickly even though it has a very generic look do you have that too or um if you have a plant you can like see you can identify it like immediately even if there's like similar things totally and i think doing this podcast that skill has gone more because every week i kind of learn about two plants basically and mm-hmm. so like now i feel like i see them everywhere right. and it's a little bit of that uh there's that um phenomenon called the botter meinhof effect which is got a weird name it's named after like some terrorist incident <laughs> it has it's weird but it, it's it's that effect of like if if like you just learn a new concept and then you see it everywhere you oh, know right, right, yeah. like like if you if you i don't know if you like you got really into like uh, this happened to me. I was like researching Priuses because I wanted to buy a Prius, and then I saw that Prius everywhere. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it might be part of that, and that you know that's the concept that you just become aware of something because you learn about it. But also, I think you're you're like there's a con- there's a thing that like people talk about, particularly when you're like foraging mushrooms. But I think it tries to applies to plants too. Is like you get eyes for the thing now, and oh, now okay. all of a sudden you can see the thing the third eye from the shrooms yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um so so yeah uh i i get that f- now for sure so i don't know if that's going to happen to me with pothos because uh i don't have i can't think of any around and i'm not going to grow it but other ones <laughs> but i'm definitely. not going to grow it i'm just kidding um what's that effect called because like all i heard was oppenheimer effects and terrorism oh, like, oh <laughs> botter it's called botter meinhof oh, effect okay. it's like b-a-a-d-e-r m-e-i-n-h-o-f and it's named after like there was some terrorist group in germany (laughs) and the reason why it's called that is because the guy there was a guy who invented the concept learned about the botter meinhof group and then he started seeing it everywhere and he's like what i never heard of this thing in my whole life and now i'm reading about everywhere so he named the effect after the thing he experienced the effect on at least that's how i recall yeah that's that's insane (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it's 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 a weird one and so it's always weird when you say oh the bottom meinhof effect and then you have to explain what it is which is totally unrelated to this right yeah it's like saying the oppenheimer effect like oh like then like the manhattan project no it's just like when i see movies about it you're like okay yeah yeah totally which i'm very excited about um oh oh yeah that that uh that does look good uh with what's this what's that guy's name chris nolan dude Um, yeah yeah, but um, the actor. Oh, uh, oh, um, the Cillian Murphy, the Scarecrow guy. There, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a weird looking. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to veer off. Yeah. <laughs> he just said it's okay. He said something that sounded like Oppenheimer, and I got really excited. Um, yeah, yeah, but I feel like if you're not gonna grow uh, pothos, I mean, it looks like cool stuff happens when you grow it outside. Yeah, I could. I, I wonder if I could try it. I guess you have to bring it in for the winter, though. It probably does not deal well with cold weather. Right, I have a feeling of the snow and the French Polynesian. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 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 totally. Right Solomon Islands is not have a a, a winter. As yeah. Well, let's like. see how uh, you know uh, resilient the Lucifer is, man. Like, <laughs> it chokes other plants. True. We'll see. Yeah, well, true, and also you know, climate change maybe we'll just all have the tropical environment. Yeah. <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Bad for us, good for the pothos. 
yeah, yeah. process is going to take over because of climate change. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you have any other fun facts or dazzling details that we missed about Pothos? Mm, you know, it was just like I'll be. I I tried, man, and I, I'm um. But so many, I think, so many of the resources about it were over. Like, just we're just saturated with like it's so easy to grow. You don't need much light. Like, hey, it. You know, have it in your house. Have it in your bathroom. Have it in your kitchen. So, um, I I can look through my facts again, but uh, that is. No, I, I think I think that I've seen that a lot with houseplants. I feel like when you're talking about a houseplant, it's really hard to get to like what it, <laughs> else it is besides a houseplant, right? Like because yeah, people yeah. just like yeah, it's the internet kind of fails us in that way. So uh, yeah, I because I try to look on Wikipedia and it's like citation needed, citation needed. I'm like that's not helpful. And then um and then uh, a lot of it is by like house like how good housekeeping or like various variations of like Martha Stewart. Again, fine. These are all cool things, but um, I you know, like it's not the same as like looking up um, a Venus uh, flytrap or something, something a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to see it apparently, and like, is it true about like the? Um, there's one fact I want to say, but I'm not sure like if it's like uh, legit. Um, you know, they say like plants can help like uh, you know, make your air cleaner and like kind of purify things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said there's like a really big, there's a very like, pothos are very excellent at that, like purifying the air and stuff. But like, I've heard a bunch of people saying like, it's not true. You'd have to have like a million plants in your room to make that a real thing. But allegedly this helps. It helps. Yeah. I, I, um, I've heard that too. And, you know, there's this like famous list of plants that NASA says that goes around that NASA says can clean oh, your yeah, air. Oh yeah, I've seen that, yeah. And I think it's not really true, but you know, it doesn't hurt. I think that's the case. So, like, you know, I th yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, but as as um, if you want to believe in like placebos, highly recommend it. <laughs> it's uh, really really good at that. Yeah. Oh, and there's like a oh, oh, of, sorry, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's it, there's a ton of um, there was a ton of species. Um, and it's not only toxic to, uh, plant, um, animals, but it's also toxic to humans. I don't know why I have to say that, but, uh, if it's ingested in large quantities, um, it can, it's bad because it contains calcium oxalate. This will cause burning in the mouth and the sap may be irritating to the skin. Um, yeah. So you're saying don't eat, don't, pasta. don't eat your pasta. <laughs> yeah. This is an emergency. You forgot to water the plants in the office? No, 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 no. Pothos is fine. Well, uh, thank you for sharing about Pothos with me. Do you mind if I share a plant with you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, I got right. kind of weird at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I. I love it. I love. I love weirdness. Um, and speaking of weirdness, uh, so I was trying. I was trying to pick the plant that I'm going to do for this episode, and because you are the first comic I've had on. Rubana's guest. I thought I would choose the funniest plant. If I said, "What's the funniest plant?" What do you th What do you say? Um. Uh. Oh, the funniest plant. Yeah. One that you killed. I don't know. <laughs> that... What about What about if I said, "What is the funniest fruit?" Just in general. Um. The funniest fruit would be uh, durian because it tastes like shit. But all right, you okay? <laughs> You're probably right there. I was going more simple with banana. I think bananas. Bananas are oh, like um. You know, they're just like classically a comedic. Oh, because you slip on them, right? Yeah. Totally, totally, and that's what I'm getting into. I mean, there's lots of things, but I'm going to actually go into three comical things about bananas here. I'm not going to talk. There's so much to talk about bananas, 
but I'm going to focus on the comedy here. Okay, okay? hell yeah. And go. I'm not going to talk about innuendo either. So I'm, there's okay. a whole there's a whole there's a whole section that I'm leaving out. But first, just one little super scientific thing I have to mention that was uh, mentioned in an episode with my friend Ariel Nissenblatt, and she mentioned this briefly that that bananas, well, they kind of defy gravity. Yeah. Um, they exhibit a thing that is called negative geotropism, which I just like that word a lot. And it's uh, um, ne- geotropism is the uh, growth of parts of plants with respect to the force of gravity. So positive geotropism is when things grow against gravity. So trees do that. Right, okay. No, no, sorry. Other way. Positive geotropism is down. So so negative is up. So trees are, are going, trees have negative geotropism. Uh, okay, okay. A lot of plants have... A lot of plants have negative geotropism because they grow against gravity. Mm-hmm. But most fruits exhibit negative geo or positive geotropism. They go I'm 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 missing this up. Most fruits go down, but bananas go up, is oh, what I'm okay. trying to say. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. I was like, no way, yes. man, no matter what you said. Appreciate it. And that is that is why they're weird. But that's not the comedy part, even though I, I kind of lost it there. But let's Let's talk about slipping on banana peels, okay? Yeah. This is a very fascinating thing. I, I found this blog that is uh, called a, an early sports and pop culture history blog by a guy named Peter Jensen Brown. And his, his article is called A Slippery History of the Banana Peel Gag. Oh, and boy. it is very in-depth about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I won't, I'm, I'm not going to go and read the blog if you want to go into it, but I'm going to pull out a few highlights. So the interesting thing about the banana... Um, if you think about it, we have bananas are like just everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just like, they're like a staple. It's like milk, the price of milk, the price of bananas, right? But when you think about it, it's kind of, kind of bananas, uh, so to speak. Oh, God. Because, <laughs> uh, sorry. Oh, goodness. You can tell why I'm not a professional comedian here. Um, you can, you can, uh, you know, they're a tropical fruit, right? Mm-hmm. You can't grow bananas in like the vast majority of the United States, but yet we have bananas everywhere. Right, yeah. And that has been happening since the late 1800s, which basically these these dudes had the idea. And there's a whole other just I'm not going to get into the like horrible things of, of talking about colonism, colonialism. Yeah, yeah, related yeah. Bananas. A, I've gone deep down like the old conspiracy banana TikTok, man. There's a lot. Totally. It's a whole thing. And like, I'm going to save that for another episode because I'm focusing on the comedy and we can get real real quick with bananas, which is, which is weird. But anyway, that these guys decided to start importing bananas like really pretty early. And they like invented like, uh, uh, mechanisms for like keeping bananas cold with like ice chest freezer ships to bring bananas to New York and Boston. Like, and I, I mean, they were like, we just going to do this. We're going to, we're going to make Americans love bananas. And because of that, they got so popular that slipping on banana peels in American cities was once a real hazard. Oh my god, that's, that's, that's okay. That's funny. <laughs> I was like wondering. I'm like, oh, are the are the people dying? Hilarious. Let's go. You know. <laughs> I no no. I mean, but but also not hilarious. Like there's there's articles in newspapers that fill like uh, like old newspapers about people dying from slipping. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. When peels. I said people dying, I meant like the wars and stuff. But that's that is hilarious. That was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it became such a problem. So it was all these articles about it. And then it became uh, like, it was just a real problem. People were eating these new fruit. They were so into them and they're just tossing the peels aside and people were really slipping and falling. And then I, this, before we get into the comedy piece, I found this one clipping from a newspaper, which I just found very funny, even though it's not about comedy. <laughs> so this is a, this is a, um, a, a, 
some headline, I forgot where it's from, that's titled New York's Campaign of Education and Street Cleaning. And it says, um, the street cleaning department of New York is conducting a campaign of education among the little folks of the east side. They're talking about children. Uh, They are to be taught to wear small tin badges and reprove janitors who disobey the ordinance relative to ash barrels. I don't know what that means. (laughs) But here's here's the relevant quote. When they see a man throw banana peels on the sidewalk, they are to call his attention to the law. If the man still persists in his wickedness, the children will pick up the banana peels themselves and deposit them in an ash barrel as practical and well-timed rebuke. If this does not shame the man, he will be put down as incorrigible. Incorrigible. So. <laughs> what does incorrigible mean? <laughs> I don't know. Right? It's like, 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 like not a good guy. Anyway, oh, I just, just imagine these because I'm going to put you down as incorrigible. Oh, no. And like the, uh, yeah. do that, that I'm, I would love the like ima- I like imagining that like uh, bananas were seen as like like slipping on bananas is funny now, but then back then it was yeah. like like oh my gosh, you're so insensitive for showing slipping on bananas <laughs> in movies. God, yeah, you know I lost my great grandpa to World War Two and that you know like <laughs> and a ban- banana, yeah. So um, but pretty pretty soon it became like super um common in comedy, and I found references to that like first time it was recorded on film. People argue whether it was a Harold Lloyd film called The Flirt or a Charlie Chaplin film called By the Sea that like first captured a on film someone slipping on a banana peel. But I think in vaudeville it was happening a lot. I think there was. In fact, I have something else to say later that implies that's probably true. Um, it was. Just, I mean, yeah. And now it's like such a trope, but it's because it was a real problem. So it was there a movie called The Incorrigible Man, just like Incorrigible Fellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a good uh, a title of an old. Eventually, old, just uh, goes to jail picture. for his. Uh... <laughs> For his banana, <laughs> for his banana crimes. Yeah, that that could be the next uh, um, the next Nolan film, uh, The Incorrigible Man. Yeah, it'll be yeah. my special, The Incorrigible, The Incorrigible. Yeah. Okay. Next comedy thing related bananas. I, you are you familiar with the song? Yes, we have no bananas. Not at all. I did not know that. Was okay. Yet. Well, I, I'm not going to try to sing it now. But there's this classic old song from the 20s called Yes, We Have Bana- No Bananas, and it's like a basically it's a joke that this guy heard this fruit vendor in his neighborhood who would always say yes to every question. And so the joke was like, yes, we have no bananas. And it became a very popular comedy novelty song in the twenties. It was like a hit. It was like Lonely Island. Yeah. It was like, yeah, totally more like Lonely Island. You're right. It's like Lonely Island of like the 1920s. And um, it's a jam. I'll probably play it at the end of this segment. Um, But uh, it's probably related to the fact that in around that time, a, a disease called Panama disease is a fungus oh, wiped out the gross Michel banana. So the banana we all eat today is not the same banana they were eating before. Oh, I remember this kind of, yeah. Yeah. That, like the, and, this was like kind of modified. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so the, the Cavendish banana apparently doesn't taste near as good as the gross Michel <laughs> banana, but we lost it because of, um, basically you know the this disease wiped it out a bit because of monoculture growing like the disease was able to spread rapidly amongst this one class of bananas so this funny song about bananas is actually a reference to the fact that uh industrial agriculture uh, is is a problem it's crazy that like that even then they had like deeper meanings like you know remember the 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 song like all the uh all the other kids uh with the jump something something kicks with the pumped up kicks. Pumped up kicks, yeah. And yeah. I was like, it's like a fun song. They're like, it's actually about school shootings. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember that. This fun banana song, well, it's about fucking disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Excuse seriously. me, freaking disease, um, yeah. 
So, okay. So that's, that's that. And then the finally, okay. And this is, this is for you. And maybe this is just not a thing anymore and it's okay. But do you know, do you know the phrase top banana? No. Do you mean like he's the top banana or she's the top banana? I only know top brass. <laughs> okay. So, so this, you should, you should know this as, as a comedian. Okay. okay? Top banana. So top banana in, I think it's still in, well, I don't think it's, I think it's more like a boomer phrase, honestly, but it, it just kind of means who's the boss, essentially the top banana <laughs> or, 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 or like you're the second banana to the top banana. Right. But, and this is a th- real, this is a real phrase. I I've heard it. I'm, I think quite a, you know, I'm a good decade older than you. I think <laughs> I, I, it's not like I use it in my daily life, but it's something I was aware of, but it actually refers specifically originally to comedians. Oh, the top banana. So in like the late 1800s, uh, proto standup happened in burlesque theaters. Oh, interesting. Okay. I had no idea. A- and, and often they would b- book comedians to go in between the burlesque dancers. They do that now. They do that now. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's, that's a whole, a big, a big history of, 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 of comedians in, in, in burlesque, uh, shows. And they would often book multiple comedians and the, the top billing was known as the top banana. <laughs> and then there was often a second banana and a third banana. <laughs> and it took me a while to figure out why. Like first we were like, why top banana? Like well, it just refers to the comedians in a in a in a burlesque show. I was like, okay, but why? Yeah. And then I found, well, there was a there was a musical called Top Banana by a guy named Phil Silvers in the, and that was like in the forties. And he knew these guys who were these burlesque comedians. I was like, okay, but still why top banana? And finally I found a thing that says Phil Silvers, who wrote the musical credited the t- term top banana to another vaudevillian burlesque comedian named Harry Stepp. And then this is the quote, and this is all it says. It arose of a routine full of double talk in which three comedians tried to share two bananas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Humor is not, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Humor evolves. Maybe it was like the nine 11 joke back then being like, Oh, wow. Like they're, they're really edgy joking about bananas. The, the biggest killer of them all. You know, like, well, that Maybe that's it. I, I do think in this, there, there's the one quote, this is full of double talk. And I think that's reference to, they were probably making inappropriate, oh, okay, but yeah. under layered jokes about bananas. Oh man. Probably. It's like when Elvis was dancing, like, I can't believe he did that. You know? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I can't believe these comedians are talking about bananas. And I think, I think this like skit, this banana skit, like like was a viral hit amongst like burlesque oh, theaters man. became so well known that the top banana became like a term that was used and kind of migrated out of burlesque world into uh average like well at least not maybe our generation but the other yeah, generations were it, referring to non-comedians as top bananas yeah as an explicit dirty blue comedy blue banana comedy yeah. um and uh it's funny man i uh I, I don't know if you want to include this part, but like bananas and stuff that's like yellow on the outside, white on the inside. It's like a term that Asians will use for, for other Asians that are very Americanized. So when you say like- I have never heard that yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been used in a while. I've, I heard like one person say, it's like, oh, that's like, oh, like a banana. You're just like white on the inside though. I'm like, damn. But so, um, yeah, you know, if I make it, I'll be, you know, if I make it in comedy, I'll be the top banana. But in that, in that, in that sense, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll I'll leave you with those words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk, come on, walk right in there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that's yeah. I uh, so yeah. It's uh, I I was uh, I was surprised at how many things there were related to bananas and comedy. Um, in fact, there was a Smith Ardo and Smithsonian magazine that was called "The Funniest Fruit: A Brief History of Banana Humor." It's a lot about bananas. Um, I mean, they're. 
they're just a funny they're funny in a lots of different ways these ways i listed the name is fun to say like banana nana nana you know it's like a weird yeah i mean sound. there's a there's a chain of comedy clubs called go bananas there's like that's uh yeah go bananas in a couple of different cities i think and then um yeah it's 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 just a comical fruit yeah and then there's like uh it's also just being like man that thing was bananas you know and I, when i say like yeah. that thing was bananas i don't think like oh it was sweet and you know like kind of savory this is like a, a term for yeah, crazy. yeah I, yeah i never thought about that when you said yeah funniest fruit i thought you're gonna be like uh what's it like monk fruit because it looks so funny <laughs> or i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah nope it's not, not it's the thing bananas. I mean. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna coin that be like wow that really went i'm, I'm gonna open a go monk fruit comic club <laughs> <laughs> go monk fruit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, durians come Durian. down to durians <laughs> come down to durians <laughs> Yeah, an yeah. Asian owned no, that'd be too on the nose. There was an Asian owned comedy club called Durians. <laughs> <laughs> I guess funnier than that. Yeah, pretty man. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> that's actually really clever. Um, well, if you think of any other funnier fruit than that, feel free to send me a message, uh, okay. uh, an audience, if you think there's anything funnier than bananas. Uh, but I, I think among fruit, uh, durian, they're they're up there. <laughs> but uh, bananas, it's hard to beat. Man, yeah, they're, 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 it's a catch your name. You're right. Yeah, and there isn't a like a, a horror history behind them either. I, other other fruits, I mean, either. If you like. Yeah, uh, mo most other fruits were not. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, most other fruits were not like uh, causing mass mayhem in the streets of New York City no, in yeah, the 1900s. Yeah. I guess. Well, next yeah. time uh, any listener listener looks at a banana, I hope they just go like, ha 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 ha, like just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hilarious <laughs> yeah. all right cool damn i learned way more than i thought i would <laughs> well i'm glad i'm glad to help and hopefully it was also someone entertaining uh okay. you, you, the classic of when you explain a joke is the best way to make <laughs> a joke terrible and i just did you know like 20 minutes of just explaining comedy to you so <laughs> sorry about that oh no i love being mansplained man don't worry <laughs> you know <laughs> no i'm kidding this was great <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for joining me on this episode. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, um, I will never look at bananas the same. And I hope you don't, I hope you are the same with pothos. Oh yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We got string beans and onions and. Big juicy lemons and all kinds of fruit and say We've got an old-fashioned tomato A Long Island potato Oh yes! We have no bananas We have no bananas today Okay, back on the topic of top banana um, after I uh, learned about this uh, history of that phrase, top banana, um, I was really curious uh, about, like, really where did it originate? And all I could find online is people referring to this guy, Harry Stepp, who's credited with uh, coining the term top banana and second banana. Um, and it had to do with some skit that he did. And, this, and then all I found was this description. In several places on the internet, it said, it rose out of a routine full of double talk in which three comedians tried to share two bananas. And it's like, well, wh where, can I, where can I find this? What, what is this? Where is the Harry Step sketch? I mean, it's vaudeville, so there was no, like, cameras at the time. But I would thought maybe somebody would have, like, documented what happens in the skit where three comedians tried to share two bananas. But so far, I have not been able to find it. But... 
through some interesting twists and turns, I might have made a discovery. And so just listen to this. It's about two minutes of a comedy piece, and I'm going to come back and kind of tie the uh, loose ends together, maybe, on the origin of Top Banana, which I never thought I would be doing on a podcast, but here we are. Say, this is my spot's glue. The bananas. Get some bananas. Yeah, but why get some bananas? How much are bananas? For you, Luigi, special price. Mm-hmm. Five cents a piece, three for 25. Five cents a piece. Better get three of them. Yeah, give me three of them, Mr. Oh, that's fine. Thank you. Hey, wait a minute. There's only two bananas here. That's a three bananas. No, there's two bananas here. You said three bananas. I can't explain on you. Huh? Yeah. That's a one banana, Angie. Yeah. That's a two banana, Angie. Yeah. One banana, two banana, that's a three banana. Yeah, that's... There's still two bananas. I don't know. You keep quiet and go, it's two bananas. That's a money. Don't go to school or something. Now, count them again, but that's... I, I want the th- three bananas. That's a one banana, don't you? Yeah. That's a two bananas, don't you? Yeah. One banana, two bananas, that's a three bananas. Yeah. That's one banana, what he says. Two bananas, Angie. One of... Come on, now give me the three bananas here. Yeah. Somebody, you're stupid, but I... One oh, banana, one banana, don't you? Hey, two bananas, don't you? One banana, two bananas, that's a three bananas. You got a two bananas, and Angie. Oh, maybe you got to sing it. You got to sing it. That's one banana, Angie. There's a one banana, Angie. There's a two bananas, uh, what he said. It's, it's a pretty song. Yeah, two bananas uh, and a one banana. That's three bananas. This is three bananas? Yeah. It's three, two, and one is three. I guess. One banana angers you. And it's a two banana happy you. A one banana and a two banana. Put, put them together. That's right. Three bananas. <laughs> Okay, so that was a comedy bit, and it was clearly about three comedians trying to share two bananas, right? And if you watch it, it there's some funny uh, physical stuff as well. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, that was not Harry Step. It was captured on film. And it was a skit from the famous comedy duo Abbott and Costello. Now, that's pretty interesting because I read at one point that Harry Stepp is the guy who introduced Abbott to Costello. And so my theory here is that this, this skit about two bananas is an homage to Harry Stepp's uh, uh, skit, which uh, coined the term top banana. Now, this one... Uh, probably had a lot less innuendo in it because it was for like you know american film audiences um i imagine the uh burlesque uh theater ones were a little bit more um had a little bit more double talk uh so to speak but anyway i do think that that's probably the um the origin or at least something similar it's, it seems very coincidental that the guy that introduced abbott to costello and then later abbott and costello do a skit about three comedians trying to share two bananas so anyway did I make a discovery? Did I make a historical discovery here about this term? I don't know. Uh, uh, historians get at me if uh, if this is a new connection in vaudeville history. And with that, let's end the show. Thanks for listening. My guest on this episode of Rootbound was Shelley Kemp. Shelley is a comedian based in Washington, D.C., and you can follow her on Instagram at Machine Gun Shelley. Great name. 
There will also be links to her stuff in the show notes. If you like Rootbound and you want to help support the show, visit rootboundpodcast.com slash support to learn all the ways that you can help the show, including leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. Rootbound is hosted by Second Banana, Steve Ellington. Music by Christian Kriegeskota. Fake ads by David Lonnie. You know, Rootbound is a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside, but if you can go outside, don't throw your banana peels on the street or else you will be put down as incorrigible. Pickles, they're old cucumbers in a jar.